Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I blend and integrate the wisdom from all dimensions. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And in today's show of Love Life, Love Life being your sex and love and relationships and spirituality and emotions show, we thought that we'd talk about how too much of anything is not a good thing, particularly when it comes to spirituality. So what we mean by this is if you are too spiritual all the time or conversely, you're too mainstream and grounded and practical and in your head all the time, obviously neither of those is going to be quite the right balance for a good mind-body-spirit connection, is it, Jane? <laughs> nope. So we want to be looking today at and I'm sure we all know people like this, if you, especially if you've ever gone to like a, you know, spiritual seminar or a new age course or something, there's always that person or those people that are, they're so off with the fairies. You actually sort of privately wonder to yourself how they get up in the morning and function and pay their tax and brush their teeth and deal with their children because they're just living in an absolute another realm. And, you know, I think we really have to remember the fact that we live on the third dimensional plane for a reason because we've all put up our hands to be here. It's a deliberate choice. And to try and escape the earthbound energies too much is to be in denial and to be in delusion. Jane. It's interesting you say that because I have often had a lot of people criticize modern day ways of being. I guess I'll use like the internet for one. You know, a lot of oh, it shouldn't be happening. It's this, it's that, all the negative stuff. And you know, there are times I thought maybe I should be living off the grid, hippie in the hills with my family, blah blah. And I do admire people that do that. However, I keep reminding myself I've chosen an incarnation in this lifetime at this time space reality in 2015 to be engaging with whatever is going on on planet Earth at 2015. So it's in the here, it's in the now, and it's using whatever is going on in the main. So I do embrace the internet. I do embrace the modern way of living. However, it just, it seems to be either or. And I noticed recently that I have certain areas of my life that I'm in one way completely, and then a certain area of my life that I'm completely the other way. So one, I'm living in a fifth dimensional, spiritual, great high vibration in certain areas. And the other, I'm in a very dense and heavy three dimensional reality. And then I was thinking about, you know, lots of these different diets that are getting attacked and whatever. It's been going on forever that different diets come out and different food lifestyle ways come out and people attack different and whatever. holistic wellness trends and fads and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And I always find that the attacking seems to be coming from the rigidity of this is how it has to be. And I love the 80, 20% of the rule of, you know, if this is your intent, spend 80% in it, but spend 20% in the other side of the world as well. You know, that blending between the different worlds. I think it's interesting that I think a lot of people have these quite rigid beliefs and judgments around <clears throat> what what it means to be spiritual. <clears throat> Sorry, still clearing the throat from last week. Um, She's doing well, by the way. <clears throat> big update. Bex had massive breakthroughs. Emotions. And is absolutely stepping into her gorgeous high priestess role. Well, like Jane's not as well, honestly. Anyway, um, I think that we have a lot of hang-ups often around, well, if you do that, that's not very spiritual. 
Oh, spiritual people don't do that. <laughs> you know what I've I mean? got to interrupt with something really funny. I've got this gorgeous, I've got two friends that we both do this with where one of us will have a problem and, you know, that they'll ring me, say, with their problem and it'll be like, look, Jane, I just need to have a vent first. Before we get into the higher wisdom and the lessons for me, can we have a really unspiritual moment and just bitch about this? <laughs> And we go, yeah, let's do it. So we go in and have the, the victim story, the pity party, the nasty pasty things being sent. And we're allowed that for about 10 minutes. And then we've got to move into responsible, okay, now let's own our own stuff and let's try and fix this. That's really good. Cool. It's a balance. And it is. We call it unspiritual moments. It's really funny, isn't it? <laughs> like it's, because it's well, who wants to be 100% of anything all the time? It's, that's boring. That's real conscious awareness too around what you're doing. You know, yeah, it's okay to have a bitch session as long as you consciously know what you're doing and pull yourself and in after about seven minutes exactly and yeah. it is a very even then actually mm. i find that as time has gone by we really can't mm. bitch you relinquish the need does that word translate to other countries it's a real it, it, it's we can't speak really victim stories really nastily about somebody else we mm. actually find it's really hard to do mm. So it does become a default to just own your own stuff. Mm. But I always laugh when one of them says, you know, come on, let's do this. I go, yep, okay, I'm up for it. A very quick little thing. I think that there's these holier-than-thou type of often entrapments that come in around religion. And and you see in very traditional religion, such as, you know, in our religion, to be properly religious, you don't eat meat or you don't have sex before marriage or you don't do this or you don't do that, you don't be gay, you don't do all these little things. And then there's there's sort of the watered down or the more new agey sort of stuff, which is, oh, well, you know, really spiritual people don't eat meat, you know, or, oh, really spiritual people, um, you know, meditate every day and, and have no attachment to money and really spiritual people don't charge for healings and re- all these beliefs. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys can think of all of your own. They're endless and they go in every single direction. And, of course, the bottom rule is <clears throat> there are no rules at all. We are a bunch of we are a collective consciousness that is together chosen to exist in this particular vibrational plane this third dimensional earth planet here in the cosmos in this particular location and we have all chosen to be like jane said in 2015 at a certain time in a certain century in a certain millennia where we have technology and we have machinery and we have <clears throat> all kinds of trappings of a often plastic and often materialistic and money-driven economy and life and, and all of the Western world and, and celebrity and we have fame and we have all of these concepts. And we don't need necessarily to run or resist or object or have all this energy against like us and them. Like, I'm not that. I wear a white robe and I sit on the beach cross-legged every sunrise and I pray to the goddess whatever because, and I don't read the newspaper and I don't have that. No, I don't, you know, but, no, you know, do I actually and, and Jane, but <laughs> it, it doesn't need to become a polarized good and bad. No, it doesn't mean like I absolutely understand that lots of people read the newspaper and do I think I'm superior? No, I've made a personal choice because I know I find the stories that are in the papers are triggers to me as an empath that take me down a garden path that I don't actually really want to go. So it's a personal thing. So I think that we need to relax a whole lot with the integration of what it means to be a really spiritual, really present, conscientious, high feeling, high sensation, high sensitive person in this quite barbaric, clunky, physical, plastic, materialistic Western world that we live in. And it's it's about making real peace with that and with peace with the fact that 
It's perfectly okay if you want to go and earn a hell of a lot of money. It's perfectly okay if you want to live in a skyscraper in a glass box. That's fine. It's perfectly okay. You know what? If you want to inject yourself with Botox or if you want to wear, you know, your leathers or your... There's no rules in, you know, there, there is no judgment. There is no right and wrong about wherever you are at your point in your vibrational journey. And I think that we do the most damage to ourselves when we try and limit or inhibit ourselves from certain activities or behaviors or things, which maybe secretly deep down we kind of want to do, but we think, oh, but I shouldn't be doing that, you know. Or, There's that should word again. Yeah. And I think it's just fascinating how we kind of imprison ourselves into all of these these supposed structures of how things should be particularly and I'm really talking to the spiritual community here because Jane you know what I'm talking about right you see this all the time you see people that get so on their high horse about their holiness or their higher vibrationalness or whatever mm-hmm. um that as far as I'm concerned they've they've completely disconnected from reality often from their marriages from their own children from from their communities from their responsibilities and they sort of tend to think that things don't apply to them that they're off on this kind of ivory tower in this mountain in a cloud in a bubble where the rest of the world doesn't apply to them but darling it's oneness we're all here together and we're all made of the same stuff and we're all in the same game together and there's a lot of things about the trappings of the 3d very physical heavy grounded real world which you are required to show up for because you're here in the now moment we can go back to, you know, what are our soul contracts? What are our purposes here? What is it? Why did we choose this incarnation to get what lessons? And if you are choosing to almost check out from integrating within this current world, you're kind of checking out of your blueprint of what it is you're meant to be experiencing. You're running, you're deflecting, and you're distracting, and you're doing all those things that are things like it's no different to be an addict of any other form. Correct. When I get there, I'll be happy. When I have this, I'll be happy. When I achieve that, I'll be happy. If I just got rid of all of these earthly trappings, I'd be happy. If I, if I, you know, it, it's every time I hear someone say to me, um, oh, this is my last lifetime. I'm never coming back. Or I just want to leave here. I've considered killing myself and, and departing this earth plane because it's too painful for me. I'm like, no, come on. You do realize, don't you, that when you die, nothing changes emotionally. Your emotional state remains exactly the same and that is why spirit guides really try and deter suicide because they're saying you are not escaping anything by suiciding you'll just wake up in a different energy state with the same unhealed wants and lessons and karma and unfinished business and it's really important that people understand that this whole i wherever you go there you are you can't escape dimensions or energies or pass through different forms or whatever you're still going to be you bringing all of your history and all of your baggage and all that you've come with with you wherever you go so enough running you know we all need to learn to stop and stay exactly where we are which for a lot of us is often in pain discomfort awkwardness we feel stuck we feel depressed we feel heavy we don't want to be here we're in mud there's things about our lives we don't like we're in fear we're in anxiety we're in panic whatever the word is that you are grappling with or grief or anger how about you just sit still and do what's called felt perception and that means you just feel whatever is coming up in your body with no condition and no judgment. That's it. That's all you have to do. That's it. God, Beck, I don't know how to follow on after that. That was pretty good. <laughs> well, there's, you can stay today. There's a go- <laughs> Thanks, Jane. So I told you she's stepping right into that awesome high priestess. Look, 
I want to talk about the value of wisdom from different arenas. And I guess the simpler, after following on from Beck's amazing rant, no, channeling there was beautiful. But I want to give an earthly example of looking at my business and some beautiful goddesses that work with me and having a moment of of disappointment in one person's um, freedom. my, My team are very, very free to do whatever they want to do. And my husband, who is very earthly grounded and very analytical, just came back with, well, of course it's like this, Jane. You haven't set any boundaries. And I said, we don't need boundaries. And I was being quite radical. And he said, but you haven't even got any written expectations. There's no agreement between you and you of what it is that is expected, what each person is happy to deliver. And there's no assessment of where to from there. And I'm really, you're just talking old business talk. Yeah, because because, because Jane's made this connection through more of a sort of a spiritual friendship sisterhood yes. type of connection. And I came from working in the corporate world in the 80s which was, oh, my God, let's talk heavy. Let's talk male-dominated heavy contracts, legals, business, genders, structures, roles, itineraries, forms. Bullying, 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 intimidation, threats. Oh, it was foul. And so when I finally left the employment arena and was self-employed with um, my first business that could sustain me that way, I found it took me about 18 months to two years to actually shake off the energy of the way that business was done in the corporate world and do it my way. And my way was intuitive. It was um, with empathy. It was with loads of emotion. And that's how I've run various different businesses for the past about, would that be about 20, about 20 odd, just over 20 years since I've been full-time like uh, self-employed, and I've been very proud of that. You know, we did a podcast on where's your heart in your business, you know, put your soul in your business, and I know I'm on the money with you've got to get your soul in there. Here's where I've uh, completely lost it, is that I then just became another one of those extremes. And so I went, you know, when we've talked about when people, when a relationship ends, they have the cleansing relationship, or a lot will call it the rebound. And subconsciously or consciously, people go for the perceived complete opposite of their last partner. It's this, that didn't work, so I'm going to go over there. So for me in the 80s business, I hated that, so I'm going to go right over the other side there. And that's how I've been running my businesses for over 20 years. Guess what? I need to meet in the middle. But actually, I don't because I love what the way that I do it, and I know it's different, and I know it's unique, and I know it works most of the time. But what I want to do is bring in that 20% of wisdom that is there from traditional corporate business and bring that in to marry with the the 80% of the way that I am running it and get a bit of structure and a bit more, what is it, rules and guidance and yeah. it's it's traditional business. I've actually just let all of that go and that isn't good. So that's my example of being an extremist in another way and actually missing the boat, missing like almost getting there, but not quite getting there because I was missing a key point that can be taken from wisdom from a different arena. And this is really cool because obviously heaps of people listening, you guys are probably radically spiritual by now, really emotionally open and conscious and all that kind of stuff. 
And many of you will still be working or employed in really mainstream businesses or running your own companies and all that kind of stuff, absolutely. So, you know, a lot of us are spending our days dealing with a mishmash of, <coughs> excuse me, some of our spiritual crew, our friends, our tribe, the people we've chosen to surround ourselves with, and then also a lot of still real mainstreamers, people who are really still asleep and the general public that, we, that we're having to deal with. Um, and I think this is really interesting, you know, this idea of how we can better integrate those two worlds within us and in our in our daily lives. You know, when Jane's talking about running her company as a spiritual woman but still having to put down the protocols, the business contracts, that that sort of stuff. Yes, I was anti that. I was digging my heels and going, I'm not doing that. Mm. I'm just throwing a tanty. And I'm just, you know, I always, you know, like to, you know, lean on Oprah for every analogy. Who doesn't? Because she paved the way so long ago and has shown all of us so much of what's possible, you know, with how to be. And I've read about her job interview process and everything and, you know, she's had like, you know, grown women CEOs come in and leave her office in tears after the the audition or the interview because she's not asking them those traditional old questions like, you know, show me your performance and show me your whatever profits or show me your, you know. Um, She sits them down and she says, tell me about your daily spiritual routine. And these women in seats, a lot of them don't have, they don't, they're not used to thinking that way. They haven't been trained in that arena. Um, but, of course, the point is if you're going to work for Oprah, you've got to be walking the walk and talking the talk. You've got to be spiritual or you're not going to be on the team. However, everyone can also see that Oprah is Oprah because she is a damn good business woman. And she has obviously got that right balance in her of, yes, she's absolutely got the spiritual heartfelt content, the vibration, all of that. But if she was in that all the time, she wouldn't be Oprah. She's Oprah because she's got the real world smarts, the business, you know, um, news and the practicality to put shit down, to fire people when she needs to fire people, to put the business contracts in place to know what she's looking for and probably to be quite scrupulous with money, with teams, with budgets, with organisations, all of that kind of stuff that that real management requires. And to be flaky, spiritual, let's all have a hug, everybody love everybody, but also be able to really manage a team, marry, um, sorry, manage money and be quite cutthroat, that is quite a combination, isn't it, Jane? Mm. Which a lot of spiritual people really struggle with. Well, that's because, where I'm at right now. Right. That's where I'm struggling and, yeah. and, and I'm looking forward to moving through this. about power, isn't there, where people are kind of like, but does power mean I have to be a bitch? Does power mean people won't like me? Does power mean saying no? Does power mean, you know, putting down boundaries and having to be really quite hard? But that's not spirituality. Spirituality is we accept everyone and they're all me and I'm all them. But it's like, okay, this is where everyone's getting really confused mm. because we actually do need to have both because at the end of the day it's it's not about how it appears or what other people think and all that kind of stuff it of course it just comes down to does every single choice and decision you're making in your daily life publicly or professionally or personally does it align with your vibration does it resonate with you as truth does it feel right and if it doesn't you're just lying to yourself and you're in delusion and, you know, we, we often perpetuate structures or relationships or people or things for years because we can't quite face that truth inside ourselves that actually that doesn't feel right by me. And actually it's going to require me to possibly look like the bitch or to, to be quite harsh or to overturn the apple cart to make the change I need in order for it to resonate with me. It's going to be a huge upheaval, huge. People will get burned. People may lose jobs. Things could happen. But I'm being called at the deepest, deepest level to do this, and it's scary. 
and I don't know what it's going to look like and it's unfamiliar and I've never had to do this before, but it's calling me and it resonates with me. And that's that's really the only rudder on the boat you're ever going to have in life as to how to manage business, manage people, manage relationships, manage everything. And that that heart call will often require you to do things that are way outside your comfort zone. Why? Because we're spiritual people here on earth having soul lessons. You can't just stay in a safe little stagnated comfort zone forever. Well, you can, but you know what? You're going to feel quite miserable. You're going to feel quite miserable. So if you really want to get to the places that you're, you know, the the higher emotional states that you're craving and fantasizing and dreaming and blissing about, you've got to do the ugly real world 3D work, not just the, I'm just going to go and meditate and I'm just going to say some mantras and I'm just going to have an energy session with my healer. No, stuff it. Get out there, fire the person, end the relationship, fix up your debt, speak to your mother-in-law, do the work that needs to be done in the 3D, physical, uncomfortable, real-time playing out of karma in order to get to those higher emotional freedoms that you're actually searching for. Wow, Beck, send me the bill. (laughs) (laughs) This is Jane on the couch today. I'm I'm having the therapy session. Beck, sort that must stuff for me. I'm pleased to hear it, Jane. God, poor listeners having to listen to my stuff and you fixing it. However, as we've always said many times before, if I'm going through it, so are many others. Um, Thank you. The therapy show for for you, me, and everyone. (laughs) (laughs) That is true, then. It is what is the fear? And and for me, it's definitely around the theme of power. You know, what is the authentic power really look like? And, And I know I've had a past life where I absolutely abused power and there's a lot of emotions around that and I watch it that probably the only things that will really, really trigger me in life now are when I see people misuse power. And so that's one thing for me that I've had all these signs of observing misuse of power and they're my triggers for me to be recognizing that this is my topic. Mm. This is my topic now to be working on, which I am doing. But I have found that I can blend my two worlds. I really believe in the business. I can blend by taking the structured wisdom that's been traditionally proven and bringing that in and not being the extremist of one particular belief. Yeah. And I think this is something that people would have in all areas of their lives where there would be some area that they would be operating from an extremist point. And I'm just not convinced that extremism is good for our souls it's all about balance. It's and always about balance. Everything is about I, balance. I admire extremism in that we have to have the extreme to give notice. We did a podcast like a year ago or something where we talked about the role of an activist for change. Yeah. And an activist can be the person having a quiet conversation in their house, talking to their family or their next-door neighbor or their friend about something new that they've discovered and they want to share that resonates and feels right with them. The wayfarers, that's right. Mm. And it can also be, you know, somebody that is chaining themselves to a tree that they don't want cut down. Yeah. Um, and it can be the people that are running protests. They're all important roles, but if you're coming 100% from that point of view all the time, there is no way it is serving your soul for soul growth. No way. No, because you you stop listening and you get too rigid. 
and you get to well that's the thing I stopped listening that's, I, that's I exactly what I was doing I have to be I was, right it's my way I didn't realize that it was that I had to be right it was that I just knew the other way was so wrong but the the reality is there is no wrong mm. and there is no right it just is yeah and so finding that blend I just feel that this is a recipe that yes, it's going to work in my business, absolutely, but it's going to work in so many people's lives in different areas. It's about chilling the hell out, actually. I mean, it's about if, if you're so pent up on something that it's it's beyond healthy passion, it's actually, yeah, more almost an obsession or it's become it's such a huge driving force for you that it's actually ruling you or owning you. There's some emotional work to do there. I mean, this goes back to Buddha laughing. Buddha's just sitting in the middle of the spectrum chuckling with his hands on his big fat tummy. Like he's just... It's, it doesn't have to be this end of the spectrum, it doesn't have to be that end of the spectrum, it doesn't have to be extreme, it doesn't have to be full on, it doesn't have to be anything. It can just be, everything just is. Yeah. It just all is. We all just need to chill out and just find our middle ground and, you know, it's perfectly fine to have a day where you're totally not spiritual. Yeah, go and pay your tax. Go to the dentist. Eat a jar of Nutella like I did this morning with a spoon. Like, I just... know that was so funny. Yeah, so Bex arrived at my home and I've got a house full at school holidays, so I've got a house full of teenage children who've just spent four days at the National Volleyball title. So they are fit and have been working their bodies like beautiful well-oiled machines for the last however long. And I made them all pancakes. And they sat down and they had Nutella and sugar and all those things that they should never have. Well, there's that word, should. Yeah. And you know what? They were giggling and they were having so much fun and there was a lot of love in that, that it was a celebration almost of of a discipline, the end of a discipline for a, for a goal that they had achieved. Love it. And Peck walked in. I said, do you want a pancake? She laughed and said, you know what I think I'll do with a bit of that love? Yeah. Plonk some Nutella on it. And I said, Beck, I never buy Nutella. Never. And I said, really? I've got a jar at home. I use get a spoon into it at night. <laughs> And then I thought, see, there's that word, never. It's like examine our lives and just look at where is it that we are never or where are we always Mm. and question, should we never, should we always? Maybe we can soften on it all and life is just going to be so much easier. And I love you use the word chill out. There was something on Facebook I saw this morning that um, a a guy in radio here in um, Adelaide is putting up a promotion to chill out. And it was really beautifully worded around intensity and, you know, let's just take a chill pill. Let's just chill out a little bit. Yeah. And, and he's gathering a movement to, to try and ease the intensity. And it's so interesting, like even with your driving, with your, you know, how we just run through life, like got to get the shops and got to get this before the shops closed and I got to get pick up the kids and I got to do this and I got to, yeah, and it's, it's just that stop and breathe, smell the roses, be in the now moment. It's the mindfulness that we can apply. We are jumping all around here today. But well, I, yeah, I, I, I guess what saying, surprised me was how I thought I was fully mindful in my business, completely mindful. Mm, no. Well, we can always have our surprise. You know, like it, it's a, it was even a big surprise, and and it was an even bigger surprise to my husband, who's very traditional in business. Where I actually don't have those conversations with him much because we are different in that way. Mm. Who was the one that gave me the beautiful gift? Yeah, absolutely, of me going, wow, it's not just in business. And sometimes it is in lots those, of areas. Those really mainstream, practical people who give you the best yeah. advice. He you always know? has the biggest moments I've had in my life. Many of them have been attributed to my husband's very quiet, 
wisdom that's very you know, simplistic. Sometimes when you're spiritual as well, you know, you can write off, oh, I don't like doctors or I don't like lawyers, I don't, I'm not into politicians, I don't believe in policemen, I don't, you know, the army, da, 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 da. And then you'll meet an individual from one of those institutions who gives you so much help or support or advice and you just go, oh, what a beautiful soul. Yeah. And it just restructures all of your, your rigid beliefs around, yeah. Everything. I'll tell you what I want to finish on, if I may, Beck, is that oh, last week I had – uh, it was a full-on week. I, I knew that, especially for HSP, I was heading into, well, really, I've got a, a four-week period that is really testing my HSP limits. And I had an unexpected moment with a stranger that only lasted for about two minutes. And there was the most beautiful conversation in that moment and a gorgeous little gift. And I stopped and went, wow. And I found from that point, I had five or six happen throughout the day. And I thought, now, is this happening actually every day? And I'm not seeing it. I'm not feeling it. I'm not hearing it. I'm not showing up and being present to actually see these incredible, tiny, tiny gems throughout our day. And ever since that day, it's just flowed effortlessly, these gems coming to me day after day moment after moment, several a day. I just want to encourage you to please start seeing it. It's there. There is magic all around you. People are beautiful and there are gifts being given to you every single day that I truly believe you're not seeing, seeing and you're not receiving. The world is absolutely full of wellness and goodness. You need never worry about that. There is much more wellness and goodness happening right now on the globe everywhere if you look for it than the sadness and the misery there really is. I blend and integrate the wisdom from all dimensions. Thank you for listening to us today. You can find everything you need uh, on the love lifeshow.com which includes episodes it includes events it includes jane's course it includes couching couching and counseling coaching and counseling <laughs> coaching and counseling with either on the jane, couch <laughs> on the couch with either jane or myself um and until this time next week have a think about where you may be a little bit too extreme or rigid in your beliefs and swing the pendulum back to the easy life is perfect i'm not trying it's just happening